Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is July the 6th. Fightful.com, your post-Raw podcast. I am joined by Denise Salcedo. Denise. What's up? You're not the quiz lord, that's for sure. Dude, hey, you know what? I was doing pretty good. I was in second place, and then I fell slot down, and I had a really bad ending. Let's just say my finish wasn't very well. I mean, I, I think you did us proud. I think ultimately you did us proud, and that that's that's what matters. But make sure you check out Denise. She was on uh, Quizzlemania and Wrestle Talks podcast last week. But hey, if you want to check her out some more this week, we're bringing back the list in you, girl. Jimmy is traveling, so we've got Denise on Wednesday as well. I'm so excited. People loved our last episode of the list in you, girl. So make sure you guys check that out. But we got WWE Raw to talk about tonight. Plenty of news going around. Reminder, if you're watching live on YouTube.com slash Fightful, you can donate a Super Chat. Any question uh, or statement you want answered, uh, donate any amount. It makes it happen. No matter when you're watching, leave a thumbs up. Leave a comment. That stuff helps out the, the algorithm for YouTube. And we could use all the help we could get there. But let's go ahead and get into some of these questions. Uh, well, Actually, the throw or Throwback 27 uh, check him out at youtube.com slash throwback27. He's not on the, the live broadcast tonight, but he's going to listen along later. Sent a nice super chat. We want to wish him well. He's had a had a rough go of it lately. But Rafael Garcia says, Thoughts on the vastly different responses for Charlotte and Bailey and Sasha being on all the brands, much less anger towards Bailey and Sasha. To me, Denise, a lot of it is because uh, of a couple things. One, there are two of them. Two, they have the titles that make it make sense. Charlotte had no business being on SmackDown, but how did you feel about that? Do you think – I don't think that's the reason. I almost just feel that people just had, like, this heat on Charlotte Flair. Sure. Like, just the people that didn't like her, they didn't want to see her on all the shows, and they kind of maybe thought that she was, like, you know, this one-woman show just trying to get as much light on her as possible. So that's what I think it was. But I didn't see it in terms of, uh, oh, it might be just because Sasha – 
Sasha and Bailey are two people. But then again, I just think it's different reactions because people might like them a lot more than they might like Charlotte. Oh, there, there, there was for sure some of that. For sure some of that. Uh, TD Stinger says, thankful for everything you guys do at Fightful. Sean, glad to see you're getting into Burn Notice. Legit my favorite show of all time. Perfect mix of action, comedy, and drama. I'm not getting into Burn Notice. Burn Notice was the first real TV show that I really watched. Uh, I didn't I didn't watch anything but sports, wrestling, and South Park until I happened to catch an episode of Burn Notice on After Raw, and then that got me into some other TV. Now, I did get out of Burn Notice around the sixth season. I thought it was just too repetitive, but I'm watching it while I work now, and it, it's helping the days go by faster, and I am really enjoying it. I, I do like it. Have you ever watched Burn Notice, Denise? I've never seen Burn Notice. I don't think I've ever even heard of it until like this moment. So I was like, oh, oops, I don't know about that one. So what WWE especially used to do, or USA Network especially used to do, and Spike, because they did it with The Ultimate Fighter, when they had a show they really wanted to push, they would put it on after Raw, because that was the prime spot. Not so much anymore, but the UFC largely got saved on the back of WWE programming because Spike TV would run Raw, and then right after, they would run the Ultimate Fighter reality series right after that. Burn Notice was that way, too. USA Network uh, would run that right after Raw, the replays, and catch some of those crossover viewers. Anakin JMT says, Back at work tonight, so I couldn't watch Raw live, but looking forward to just listening to you guys. P.S. Denise, I'd say Adam screwed you at Quizzlemania. But since he agreed with you on orange oranges, I'll just say Denise screwed Denise. Well, Adam. No, I got screwed. <laughs> Adam Blampied Blompied Blomped Blompia doesn't like oranges. I, how am I not surprised? Join the club. You see what I mean? Like there's there's an actual thing where people do not like the smell of oranges. It's disgusting. Mm, I love the smell of oranges. Patel Ron Six says, "Here comes some mod, or here's some mod money," but then we're getting into the actual show. Uh, actually, we've, we've got a couple more. Anakin JMT says, "Sean, did you ever watch Chuck? Always gave me a good burn notice vibe with action. It's on Amazon Prime if you're interested. I will check it out when I'm done with the 117 episodes of Burn Notice. You know, I I don't get how people watch like Grey's Anatomy and they've watched like every episode of that shit." You know what? I can't complain because I watched every single episode of Lost. I watched every single episode of Pretty Little Liars. And those were some Ugh. long shows, okay? And I sat through all of them. So I almost feel if you're really, really into – not even if you're really into a show, but if you've already invested a certain amount of time, you might as well stick to all of them. And that's the reason why I haven't seen Grey's Anatomy. I can't get myself to watch all those seasons. So my wife used to watch Pretty Little Liars. And then I think like third, fourth season, I was like – you got you got to give this up. This is wasting both of our times. Like I, I don't care who A is. You know who A is? Nobody, because they didn't think that far ahead. That was my problem with Lost. I love the premise of Lost, but then the execution when they went all sci-fi, I was like, ah oh, man, come on. Come it got on. weird. The finale. I don't even know if I even understood it. Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely pretty wild out there. Uh, man, the Super Chats are rolling in. Hannah Moore says, I've seen every episode of the 21 seasons of SVU. I'm not that surprised by that, that people have watched that, because that's a very bingeable show, Denise. To me, you could find yourself watching 10 episodes of SVU in a single day 
just on a day off. I haven't seen SVU at never? all. It's weird because it's those shows that are so popular, but I just never actually sat down to watch. Like I don't think it was like my type of show. Oh my gosh, that I'm telling you, you watch one episode of SVU, you will probably watch about 12 more within that week. It's just one of those shows that is very easily bingeable. And gosh, I'm going to have to save this TV talk for the end of the show. We're getting so many. We we just see that's the thing. I got to rope you all in with wrestling, then talk to you about Why other stuff. Why does this stuff. always happen on our podcast every single week? Because look what <laughs> WWE does. It's not always. It wasn't always great, but man, there, there's just so much going on. Let's go ahead and get into the opening segment of Raw, and we'll get to some of the other stuff. D- Drew McIntyre comes out, demands to know Dolph Ziggler's stipulation for their match. Dolph comes out and makes a reference to the decision, which is 10 years old. He says, taking his talents to South Beach. I mean, like, man, come on. That is 10 years ago. Stop it. Drew goes through how he got got fired, came back, and made his dreams come true. But then Ziggler says that Drew uses people, leaves them behind, and he brings out Heath Slater. Now, I saw you on Twitter saying you were going to be the heel. You better tell me you like this promo. I am gonna, I'm gonna have to say the truth. I hated it. Oh, I'm sorry. No. It was so so boring. What? Like I was bored. Okay, and I'm emphasizing bored there. And when I went on Twitter, so sorry guys. I'm just gonna warn you guys. I'm about to trigger a lot of people right now. But you when sure I are. on Twitter and I saw that everybody was freaking out about Heath Slater, I was like, why? W H Y question mark why? I'm sorry. Sorry, but I just didn't buy the whole sleep, the whole Heath Slater thing at all. I just felt that it was something that, okay, yeah, I get it, three and B and all of that. But you know what? This is a new Drew McIntyre. This is a new, a new era, so to speak, for him. So I don't need to go back to something that I wasn't even a fan of to begin with. And so I just had no interest. And then the whole thing uh, with Dolph just dragging on the stipulation thing, I was like, oh, why? So that on top of this I just had no interest but I will save my other thought that I had afterwards once you once you tell everybody what happened because I do have something else that I want to say I loved this and the reason that I loved this was for for a couple reasons one it played off of history without beating me over the head with it Uh, it just let you know that Drew talks about making his dreams come true but his buddy got got fired, and he came out and he said that he cried when Drew won the WWE title, and when Drew got fired years ago, he called Drew every day, came and had dinner with him, but Drew hasn't done the same thing for him. Only talked okay, to him on, on the bump. If I were I'm Drew... i pause you on that one. You want to know why, Sean? Because it's called show business, not show friends. Damn, Denise. Damn. Sorry, I had to... You can, okay, you can tell who's Hollywood on this podcast and who lives in a town of 200. I don't, I don't treat people like Denise Salcedo treats people. I'm sorry. You can continue. Hollywood Salcedo. Damn. I'm about to get my spray paint, man. Oh, (laughs) man, Denise. You went there. Evan Wright says, just me or is this whole Dolph thing cringe? I do think the Dolph thing is cringe. I don't think he should be getting a title shot. I really don't. But 
Damn. <laughs> now, if I were Drew, I would have said, uh, buddy, there is a pandemic. I cannot travel to West Virginia. Sorry. I should have called you more. But Heath wants what he deserves, and Drew does not want to fight him. Heath said that this is not a gimmick. This isn't about the 28 kids that wrestling fans thinks he has. It's about the two that he really has. And Drew was supposed to pitch a match for them, but it, it, instead, Heath ended up on the unemployment line. I thought this promo was great. It was emotional. And Heath's 50, or 90-day non-compete is up next week. And I've heard about some companies with interest in him. Uh, I, you know, I don't know the status of one of them, but he's going to get some offers or at least do some appearances. So them giving him this platform, I think, is, is really great. He slaps Drew, and Drew gives him a match. Bam. Immediate Claymore. That's how it should have happened, Denise. He should have squashed Heath Slater. Yeah, okay, and here's this was my second thought that I was going to say. So I hated everything prior to that, and then after this, with how it all ended, I was like, you know what? Good. I was like, that's how it felt it should have been. But there was one part where I got won over by Heath Slater, and it was literally his reaction afterwards when he was just sitting up staring, and he had kind of like the sad puppy face look, mm -hmm. and then uh, he gets up and he shakes hands with Drew. I thought that was nice. So I was a fan of that part, so that was my other thing that I wanted to say. So I'm not a total heel. I tread the lines like Randy Orton. <laughs> ah, D'Lo Diggs said Heath's promo was incredible and holy backfist Batman. I agree. So after the match, Ziggler goes after Heath. Drew saves him. They they take a bow. They bid farewell to Heath Slater. Uh, Heath Slater did say on digital WWE Digital that. He's going to see what the future holds, and, and I hope it holds something good for Heath Slater. Impact Wrestling, if he went there and teamed with Rhino, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got a super chat. Damn, where was it? Evan Wright says, nobody wakes up and says, can't wait for the bump. I, can't, I don't know. I'm not saying anything. D'Lo Diggs says, Denise is a real deal heel. Brickbat says, it's okay, Denise. SRS hates kids, too. Well, that makes me a baby face, just so you know. Uh, Anakin hey, says... kids makes you a baby face? What kind oh, of yeah. logic is that? Yeah. Anakin says, next we'll learn Denise's Facebook friends with Val Venus. Have you heard that story? No. What story? Oh, my God. So... You don't like Val Venus, obviously. No, I never said that. Well, I, I can tell you, I, I personally don't like Val Venus. He's a, he's a fucking asshole. He is an asshole, and I is mean this that. this was recently floating around on social media like a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago? Oh, a few months ago. So okay. I happen to know him vaguely, very, very little. We've never really had any real conversations, but we've got some mutual friends in this line of work. I ended up with him as a friend on Facebook. Hadn't really paid any mind to it. And I'm doing that damn Quizzlemania show, and they got a highlight of it. And I got to do that game where you guess the wrestler based on, these, based on the clues you get. And I get down to like five points left out of 20. And it's Val Venus. And I was like, damn it. And I thought about it, and I was like, I just unfriended him on Facebook because he is such a crazy asshole. And then I realized I did it on his birthday because, you know, it pops up on Facebook. It's like, it's somebody's birthday. And I do that all the time. I'm like, well, I'm not talking to this person ever again. Unfriend on Facebook. 
I really thought that I was done with everything Val Venus related. Because he had said all that that really shitty stuff about Nyla, and I was like, man, I don't, I don't want this guy, like, on a really interpersonal form of social media. When am I going to need to talk to him again? Especially behaving like that. Well, apparently I could have brushed up on my Val Venus. I still won that game, though. I'm just saying. Mad. And first of all, I think you're the real heel because I never unfriend people on their birthday. That is just messed up. I would say about 85% of the... Well, not so much lately. I unfriend a lot of people just for saying stupid racist shit or stupid shit about COVID on on Facebook. But before that, I would say 85% of my unfriendings were... We're doing that. By the way, guys, don't add me on Facebook. You don't want to add me on Facebook, so please don't do that. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, that's all fine. Shady Highly T301 says, embrace the heel and go full Hollywood, Denise. You need some, like, lightning pants, and you can paint on a beard like Hogan. Get a little bandana. <laughs> there you go. Drew Nicholas says, Dolph's entire part in this whole segment was dumb. He looked like a doofus with the old reference. Shouldn't he have been happy that Heath lost? No, he wanted Heath to soften him up. He wanted he wanted Heath to he he wanted to seem like the good guy, and he wanted Heath to cripple the the I don't know the confidence of of Drew McIntyre. What do you think about that? Yeah, I see your point because, but. I I see the point in terms of, yeah, it felt like Dolph was completely, you know, non-existent in all of this. But I do see the point in terms of he was trying to get a fast one over on Drew by making him look like the bad guy. Oh, you came to be this champion, this good person, blah, blah, blah. And here you are ignoring your friend, whatever. Oh, man. Charlie Wolf with a nice super chat says, happy fourth Fightful. Did you do anything this weekend, Denise? Oh, for 4th of July? No, yeah. I stayed in bed because I didn't want to go out and, like, endanger my life. <laughs> my, yeah, my wife and I, again, live in a town of 200. We found a spot where we could see everybody else's fireworks and just sat there. Nice. Shady Highly 301 says, can you avenge the death of Denise on Quizzlemania? I'm sure they'll get desperate for viewers. Because, you know, I, I do so many more viewers than WrestleTalk does that they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll call upon me. Uh, Azo Smith says, just for that, Denise, your 20 questions begin now. Bro, never again. That's what I did bad in. Well, it's Xavier Woods, man. I'm never going to look at him the same ever again. That's what I did with with the Val Venus one. I did so badly on that one. Hannah Moore says, triggered, because Denise is big-timing everybody, I assume. And Charlie Wolf says, Denise is about to say the show needed some Goldberg. Dude, Goldberg rocks, all right? What the I'm hell? I'm all about Goldberg. What the hell's started, wrong with right? you? Don't even get me started. Like, I do a background check to make sure that people I hire aren't fucking Nazis. Apparently, I need to do more of a background check. You've changed, Denise. The fame My has... true colors are finally coming out on Fightful. Fame has changed you. Damn. Dude, Goldberg's awesome. I'm sorry. Ugh. Korosami says that they delay Becky's 365 because of her pregnancy. I don't know. I would imagine that they'll still go ahead. I mean, delay it. Why would they? I don't. I mean, I don't think so. Evan Wright says Denise needs to be the big Scott Hall cosplay as she is the outsider. She is. Oh man. 
<laughs> and uh, Rob Wilkins. get some toothpicks. You should. You should. That could be your new gimmick. Rob yeah, Wilkins says, love seeing Slater, even though if it's the last time for a while. Anything re-recorded for NXT this week? Just finished the West Wing series. Highly recommend. I might check that out. I don't know. I know that that's what Adam Cole said on the game stream because one of the members of Induce Share, like, spoiled it. And I'm not going to say what he spoiled, but he Adam Cole said, oh, due to work stuff, I won't be able to stream next week. I don't know how serious that is. That might be him covering. Not sure, but we'll put a bow on the Dolph Ziggler, uh, Heath Slater stuff. I, I like that segment, was glad that they made use of Heath. But if I were WWE, if I were Heath, I would have said, hey, you want to reset my 90-day no-compete clause? I'll show up on your show, but you got to pay me for three more months. That's what I would have said. Anakin JMT says, Denise, I dare you to be in the chat for Warren's show Thursday and and super chat him that Goldberg rocks. Don't do that to yourself. I, uh, He'll destroy hey, you. I'm willing to. I'm willing to. <laughs> he will He will eviscerate you. Does he really hate Goldberg that much? Most people do. Brickbat says. Why? Because he takes himself way too seriously. Way too seriously. Reminder, guys, leave a thumbs up and subscribe. Brickbat says, shouldn't the list in your girl be your girl and your boy? The list is off the show. No naming logic. Well, Jimmy's nickname is not The List. He's not Jimmy The List Van. It's just we do a list of topics. That's it. That's it. The Line Drive says, liking Goldberg is worse than liking Unfrosted Pop-Tarts. That is true. That is true. Damn, where did all this heat come from? From Go- I don't get it. I'm sorry. You deserve sorry. it. You deserve it. You, you, <laughs> you earned it. So Sasha and Bailey blow off Sarah backstage, but they brag in the ring about their, what they're going to accomplish when Sasha wins the championship. Asuka says they're not ready and brings out Kyrie Sane when uh, Bailey eggs are on. Now, this leads to Kyrie Sane against Sasha Banks. I had reported last week that as of the end of May, the original plan was going to be um, Kyrie Sane heading to Japan and serving as an ambassador. However, COVID and a lot of other things just put that on the back burner. We don't know what's going on now. I'm glad to see her back in the ring. Uh, I'm glad to see her her back here. Early on, it looked like they were going to go slow, but then they just started to knock the shit out of each other, Denise. Uh, Also, I hate how every finish anymore has to be distraction, DQ, distraction, DQ. You can't get a clean victory on WWE TV anymore, especially with the high-level women's matches. That's what we saw here. What did you think of all this? Kyrie back, Kyrie winning, but it being a DQ. So first of all, with Kyrie returning back, I felt that it felt like a big deal having her on, especially in this match. I thought the match was simple, but it was good. Um, I will say that it's felt like forever since we've seen Kyrie showcased in this way. Like I, I, I almost felt like anytime she did anything, it gave me joy because of how long it had been that we had actually seen her, you know, in some good light. Um, with the match ending in a DQ, I knew Kyrie wouldn't get a clean win, obviously, over Sasha. That wasn't going to happen. So I figured if anything, there would be a DQ in this. So that didn't come as a surprise to me. Um, I did love how they shot uh, when Kyrie did the insane elbow. I thought that was a great view. Uh, overall, I thought that this sort of brought 
more positivity to Kyrie in terms of, you know, we had just seen her stuff with Naya, and then that, that was it. She was just in the shadow of Asuka. That was it. I kind of felt like today it felt a little bit different to me. Cyclops is better than Wolverine says, like a fool, I thought Asuka meant EO. I don't think that's out. I mean, that's a crazy thing to think after they, they worked together on Wednesday. Although that would have upset me a little bit unless they had their tag title match right then and there because otherwise it wouldn't have made a lot of sense. Uh, WWE just loves booking these matches where they feel like they got to protect anybody, everybody and nobody gets over. Nobody. And for as much as I complained about WWE production, I got to say they did really awesome on the Kyrie spot to the outside because Bailey and Sasha were standing there forever. But the camera angle did not make it look that way. WWE production did really good there. Uh, <laughs> Hannah Moore says, Goldberg smells like oranges. If he smelled like oranges, I would like him more. Bro. Evan, All this Goldberg hate. I'm not here for it. Evan Wright says, they're still airing stuff for the piss segments. Did you watch SmackDown on Friday? Yes, I did. That Seamus Jeff Hardy shit sucks so bad. And I'm sorry I'm cursing so much, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I really am. But the fact that they keep reminding us... I mean, hey, if you want to be reminded, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com because I revealed who wrote that segment and who produced it. So go support us there. Ugh. Woof. William, yeah. go ahead. It's just like that thing where, man, they could do so much with both of those guys together, separately. It doesn't matter. It's just this is not. And it's funny, too, because I'm a fan of when they incorporate real-life situations into storylines. Yes. But this ain't, this ain't it. This ain't it. Bad taste. Very bad taste. William Boehner says, completely off-topic, but SRS, do you have any experience with the NWF indie promotion out of Cincinnati? Hopefully you know what I mean. Yes, I know New Wrestling Federation. Um, I think Abyss works there a lot. Carl Anderson came from there. Roger Ruffin trained a lot of people i haven't worked with them before I'd, I'd be open to it i mean i i don't i mean i don't really want to go up and do ring announcing or, or regular announcing or anything like that but i might do some stuff with them if they ever reach out for something like that azo smith says denise the goldberg hate started with the fiend at super showdown no i've not liked goldberg for a long time i've not oh, liked wow. goldberg for a long time i'd interview him wow. though uh, Anakin JMT says, Denise, I triple dog dare you to tell Warren Goldberg rocks Thursday. Hey, hey, uh, quit trying to get her hurt. Quit trying to get her hurt. <laughs> I I don't even know. I didn't even know the hate was this strongly towards Goldberg, but okay. <laughs> Patel Ron six says, does Denise put ranch on top of pizza like sauce or dip the pizza in ranch like breadsticks? Dip. I dip everything. Okay, that's weird. That's weird. So uh, we get <laughs> Alistair Black laid out backstage with a Rey Mysterio mask on. They have just dorked him out so hard. He is white knighting with Humberto and getting beat up backstage. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, it didn't really do anything for me. Well, Kevin Owens is back, and that does something for me because I'm glad he's back. Uh, he throws office chairs from the ring, breaks them. That was pretty funny. He brings out Seth Rollins. They, he makes a joke about KO fracturing his ankle. Kevin Owens tries to give him a KO Mania shirt because they have a bond. But Rollins officially challenges Mysterio since he is medically cleared to a match at Extreme Rules. And to me, I'm like, well, what's it matter? Because you're about to face him anyway in a tag match. 
So do whatever it is you want to do to him in this match. It defeated the purpose. But Yeah. Was, I think that's even the same argument we had last week, too, about like this happening all the time. It's so frustrating. It's so damn frustrating. Ugh. Evan Wright says, Is there a kayfabe reason Black isn't fighting for the title? No! They just don't know how to book him. They just don't know how to book him. Ray shows up, accepts the challenge. Kevin Owens steps up for Aleister Black, and he says, Hey, how about the winner of this match picks the stipulation? They say, Okay. This was a fine match. A fine match. But I loved the finish. I don't like distraction finishes usually. This one was very clever. The ref gets distracted because Aleister Black comes out. And Rollins is like, please hit me. Please hit me. I want to get DQ'd so I can pick this stipulation. So while Rollins and the ref are distracted, Dominic claws the eyes of Buddy Murphy, and Ray gets the win and gets to pick the stipulation. I thought that was pretty good, all things considered. That's exactly what I was thinking in terms of it was an entertaining match, but I thought, yeah, that the finish overall was the fun part because we got to see sort of a little bit of everything. Like, there was a bunch of stuff happening throughout everywhere. You know, you had, uh, you, you like what you just said, you just had, you had Seth and Alistair doing their thing. Then you had Dominic taking advantage of that. So I thought all of that, like, coincided together and worked really well to the point where I was actually excited about everything that they were doing. Yeah, this was a pretty good match. I'm so glad to see Ray wrestling again. I'm so glad to see Owens back. Still no Austin Theory. Very interesting. Dana what Gri- do you think about the eye for an eye thing? Though? Okay, so that's the stipulation. And I don't know. Like, Is it going to be a cinematic match then? I, I would be shocked. If, How do you do an eye for an eye match? Because they're doing the swamp match, so that makes me think they won't do another one, another cinematic match. I don't know, uh, but I I thought they were going a different direction with this. I honestly thought they were going to do like a mask versus hair match. That's what I thought. I was I didn't see this eye for an eye thing coming at all. Man, man, I just I wish they would tell me what the hell it means. Dana Greer says, what if Alistair joins Seth? I think Alistair is better off on his own. I think he doesn't need to be helping anybody but himself. Azo says, don't know why, but the piss segments remind me of Bobby Lashley's sister because they're almost as bad. They're almost as bad. Tim Traver uh, says, good night, my Fightful family. Hey, good night, Tim, one of our uh, best, most loyal followers. Ben Bevington says, today is the 10th anniversary of when I broke my back. It's been a lot of ups and downs. You guys always provide a great distraction, and I thank you. This is actually the 11th anniversary. I didn't realize it, but I cracked a vertebrae in my neck. That's that's wild. I, I would imagine a broken back, is, depending on where it is, is even worse than that. I, man, I hope that you healed up okay. I definitely recommend yoga. It helped me with my neck after it was a little too late to, to figure out what was going on there. If you're not stretching, you need to try to stretch as best you can. Um I mean, I might be preaching to the choir there, but that stuff definitely helps. Now we get one of the hotter topics that we're going to get tonight. Lashley and MVP come out. And they show the new United States title. And I'm going to pull it up for people here. I'm going to show them. But Denise, what do you think of the new United States title? I like it. I like it better than the old one. Uh, my favorite part 
is the little stars on the top because when you hit it with the right light, it sort of twinkles like extra brighter than the gold around it. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. And I know that it looked really colorful and bright when the lights were on it. Yes. But when the lights were off it, I actually liked it more because I liked how you were able to see all the little uh, small details within it. I thought it was I liked it because it was colorful and it had detail. Well, the U.S. title they've been using is one of my least favorite titles they've had. It's so old. I just didn't like it. This, I like this a lot more. And when they unveiled it, I was like, eh, kind of looks like a toy. Then, then I was like, man, when that light hit it, I was like, damn, that's really good. I really, really loved it. Um, it's, it's different. I like the eagle. I'm all for that. I want to know your guys' thoughts on this title belt. Um, I, I, Really think that the change was necessary. We had reported this in late May, actually, that they had changed this. They made the NXT title a little bit bigger, and I've heard that a new Cruiserweight title was made, too. Uh, I don't know if they've debuted that yet. Can't pretend that I've paid that much attention to the Cruiserweight title of late. That might have been when they were doing that for the uh, tournament, actually. So, yeah, I'm glad that they, they updated and switched that. The Line Drive says... Is it just me, but MVP has made the Raw mid-card one of the most engaging divisions given how he stresses the U.S. title importance and his faction. I don't think he's wrong. MVP is focused on the U.S. title, whether it be him or somebody else. He helps out Bobby Lashley. He talks to other people. Even though he's not winning matches a lot, he has the last few weeks, he's really added some interest to that, in my opinion. How about you? Yeah, I see what you mean in terms of, like, he's going out and he's talking to people. He's trying to recruit people, maybe sort of get them under his wing. So I do like that. But I just think it's a factor of a lot of different stuff that has actually helped uh, help that division and help the bout grow. I don't think it's just that, but I don't, I'm not going to say that MVP hasn't been a big piece of that. The Line Drive says, was sensitive over the U.S. title being changed because it's probably my favorite title in WWE in the history with Cena and Eddie. But overall, a great new design that is kind of undermined by the large champion font. That's probably my one qualm. The big champion on there. I like that, though. I, I like the, the 3D aspect of it. I think it looks cool. But to me, it's like you're holding a giant-ass belt. We know you're the champion of something. You don't, that's, you don't need that well, there. Just in case someone doesn't know what a belt means. So. There you go. I guess so. Anakin says, when Sean posted the picture of the new U.S. title, I thought it kind of looked like the Divas title. Then I saw a better picture that was taken more from the side, and I like it more than the new IC title. I'm glad they're updating some of these. It does send them into the new era. Uh, So, yeah, I I needed to see a new angle of it at first, too. Uh, Jamie Aguilar says, I feel like if the Eagle were bigger and where the giant champion is, the new U.S. title would look amazing. Do you think they could have accentuated the eagle a little bit more? People love the belt talk, as you'll see. You know what? I think I like everything the size that it is. And I I can't help it. I do like the champion big and, like, bold. I actually like it. And I will say this, though, that it's pretty interesting that you say that they were in talks or doing this in May because it did make me think back to one of the last belts that was revealed in wrestling, which was the AEW TNT mm-hmm. Championship. And I just thought, holy cow, like, what a big difference in the belts that were presented. And I do 
think oh, yeah. that it does show a major disconnection in terms of timing and getting the bell out. Uh, so that was one of the things that I couldn't help but have my brain go to that direction. Stay up and keep it up, says I guess WWE are faster at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Making titles in AEW, I would imagine they have better resources, too. Uh, the AEW title is not finished. Uh, it's got some plating that still needs to be done. And good thing, because it does not look good right now. And it's been a while already, yeah. though. Cyclops is better than Wolverine, says, didn't, why didn't the champion debut the belt? That's a good question, Denise. Apollo wasn't on the show tonight. I don't know. That's what I was wondering, too. Suba517 says, just paused it while Sean had the title blown up on screen. There's 50 stars on the title and the side plates. That's a really nice touch. I love that. I do love that. Should be 51. Puerto Rico should be a state. Uh, we got a super chat saying, I thought the new U.S. championship belt looks way better up close than it did on TV. As did I. I immediately uh, saw that and was like, ah, oh, man, I'm going to have to get another good look at it. And I did, and, and it was a lot better upon second look. But you say that you like the initial look uh, yeah. more, right? Well, I think, no, I liked it. I liked how it looked because when I saw it, I thought it looked really small. Like, I know you said it looked like a toy. To me, it just looked small. But then I actually like it without the lights hitting. I think it was the second picture that you posted, not the first one, the second one, yeah. where there was the black background. That's when I was like, oh, I'm seeing this belt differently from the first where it was actually on the sure. podium with the lights hitting it. So uh, Cedric Alexander and Ricochet come out. Do you remember when they lost to Brendan Vink and Shane Thorne? Yeah, I remember that. And they haven't been on TV in two months. Yep. But they say Vink and Thorne. Vink and Thorne haven't been on TV in two months. But Cedric and Ricochet cleverly say they're going to make the Hurt Business go Chapter 11. And we get a match. And (laughs) MVP's wrestling in in like his – button-up shirt, which I loved. He was selling his ass off in that. Meanwhile, Lashley's, like, just smashing everybody and ends up winning. Ricochet has to save Cedric from a full Nelson after the match. How'd you feel about this, the the actual match here? And Lashley getting the win, even though he doesn't have anything set up. MVP doesn't get the win, even though he's got a title match coming up soon. Uh, I'm going to be honest with this one. I, I had zero interest in this match whatsoever, and I thought it was really, really boring. I thought the only part that I liked was the great, because the spear looked fantastic from Bobby Lashley to Cedric. That was it. That was all I liked. Yeah. So, uh, Anakin JMT says, because MVP really helped out Lashley more than Leo Rush did. <sighs> They're different kinds of managers. Leo Rush was almost like a hype man, but the thing is, he was a hype man that I saw eventually becoming a big star of his own. MVP is a mouthpiece who is kind of, he's not using that to launch his own career. I think that Leo Rush was just a a completely different kind of manager, and I think both of them would work really well with Bobby Lashley. I think the good thing about MVP is that he's sort of like, 
manipulative in a way. Yes. So it it works. Like he he has more than like you can tell there's something going on behind the words that he's just saying. Like he has a bigger plan in store. Obviously, I don't know if that's true, but that's just the vibe that he gives off as a manager, which what is we, what I like. What we saw him trying to recruit Cedric Alexander, and I like that. I like that he's willing to talk business with everybody. Tell Cedric he's holding himself back with Ricochet. Uh, Evan Wright says MVP dressed in the low key sketch, uh, special BDC Brothers. I remember when low key used to wrestle in that dumbass suit. One of many dumb things that he's done. Chris DeZuba says Denise wants Taylor Swift on the side plates. Ugh. I would love a Taylor. Oh, don't you dare! Because I will go like. You know when you said you delete people for certain reasons on Facebook? You have no idea how many friendships I have ended. If you do not like Taylor Swift, you don't like me. That's the rule. People, if they don't like Taylor Swift, they have to respect it and keep that opinion to themselves because I will lose my (laughs) SHIT, okay? You do not mess with my queen, Taylor freaking Swift. I'm sorry, but that's where I draw the line. You're more loyal to Taylor Swift than your friends. more loyal to Taylor Swift than I'm loyal to myself, and that doesn't even make sense. Damn. <laughs> I, Queen Taylor, okay, for DJ, life. DJ the Kid says, any update on Samoa Joe wrestling again? Is he done? I don't think he's done. He's, he wasn't cleared last I heard. P- uh, Patel Ron 6 says, when is SRS going to interview Haku? Whenever Haku hits me up, I would love to interview Haku. Um, I would, yeah, I'd love to interview about anybody. I interviewed Air Paris, who was AJ Styles' team teammate in wcw recently and it was really good stay up and keep it up says off topic did sean see that patrick mahomes contract 10 years i would love a 10-year contract jimmy give me a 10-year contract man that's what i that's what i want well backstage big show is trying to get the viking raiders to take things serious this sucked he like the match or the, 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 the segment. Because they're like bowling and all this stuff. And he goes like, like he doesn't chop them very hard. And they're like, now I'm getting serious. I was surprised at how weak that chop was. It was like, oh, what a letdown. Me too. Now I know if somebody ever shows his name, he'll be like, you take one of my chops and see how it feels. I'll be like, yeah, you probably chopped me a lot harder. But damn, man, he's got more in it than that. Jamie Aguilar says, watched all the big show show today and thought of Denise with all the T-Swift references. You all should check out her interview with big show that she has over on her channel. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we talked about Taylor Swift in the interview. He's a Swifty. You'll know you watch the show. So, you know it. So Flair is there again. He's 70 something. He's there again man all right i gotta stop i gotta stop right now my wife sent me a text that somebody in our chat said that they prefer pink to taylor swift now let me let me tell you all something right now i am not a swifty i am not a taylor swift fan i don't i don't dislike her music if i catch any of you guys saying that pink is better than taylor swift there are some Sometimes they say violence doesn't solve everything. I am a believer in that violence solves many things, including insinuating that pink is anything but mindless drivel music. And and let me tell you, 
I've been to many Breaking Benjamin concerts, so that's that's not giving me a lot of room to criticize, okay? Drizzle. Now, I like Pink, but there are certain arguments that I don't even entertain because they're not even worth it. If you were to bring up somebody else, Maybe I would entertain that conversation, but Taylor Swift just is just a whole other level. Damn. Anakin saying, Denise showing her love for Taylor Swift is my first gif from this podcast. And Sean, nice. somebody's name on here is Shaw Wrong Sap. Am I the only one loving WWE without the crowd? Yes, you are. <laughs> and Evan Wright says, just watched War Machine versus Keith Lee and Shane Taylor. No rules from ROH the other day, and it's depressing seeing the Viking Raiders now. Yeah, that's why. Because I championed these two guys, really all four people in that match. Shane Taylor should get signed, too. Um, it, it's, it's really sad to see what War Machine has become as the Viking Raiders, because they're very talented. But congratulations, Sarah Logan. Congratulations, Eric. They're having a child. I was very sad when Sarah was stepping away from wrestling. I am not sad now. Good for her. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, I don't know why. We, I mean, my brain just didn't go there. So when I saw the news today, I was like, oh, okay, well, now that makes sense to me. Rafael Garcia, who I respect, re- respected until the super chat, he says, I will fight you for that one, Sean. Pink is 1,000% better than Taylor Swift. Hands down, that woman has soul in her voice. Real soul. She... Uh, <laughs> she, like, groans so many of her of her verses. I, I can't get behind it. Uh, Black Flame says Mariah Carey. I'm not going to hate a Mariah Carey. I like Mariah Carey. Actually, Mariah Carey's third on my list. I love her a lot. There you go. But she's wrong. third. Nothing wrong with that. So I loved backstage that Orton brings up that Angel Garza and Andrade are both third-generation wrestlers and that he respects them for that. That was very cool, and it really set the tone for the match. And he said, stay out of my way when the big show is around. And this was Garza and Andrade doing the heavy lifting. Big show avoiding an RKO. But then Orton hit Eric with an RKO and won. Now, the highlight of this match to me, Denise, was... Angel Garza getting a little hot-headed and Randy Orton dragging him outside. And to me, this had a lot of inference in it. It had a lot of, Randy Orton knows what Angel Garza is doing because he has been Angel Garza before. He's been that hothead. And he's that's his way of saying, that's not what you do. I thought this was really cool. That was one of the highlights of Raw to me. Because if Randy Orton didn't respect Angel Garza, he just beat his ass. That'd be all he did, all he needed to do. But instead, he cared enough to teach him. What would you think about this? So starting off with the match itself, I thought it was going to be a whole lot better. It was a whole lot yes. of nothing, I think, that went on. And yeah, I agree. The highlight of this was Randy Orton choking Garza and just kind of getting in his face. I thought the interesting part about this was specifically specifically how it was shot in terms of like they really zoomed into them. You, you can really hear what they were saying. And it almost, you've never seen Garza in a situation like that since he's been on Raw. He's always had like more, you know, those lighter, funny moments or those 
flirtatious moments with Charlie, but he hasn't had a serious moment, a serious, like, where he's actually thinking, you know, WTF. And he had, he was thinking that, like, you can see that behind his eyes when he was staring face-to-face with Randy Orton. So I thought that that was great, and it added a different element to Angel Garza, again, that we had not seen before. Yep, I completely agree. After the match, you see Randy Orton still hanging around, celebrating with these guys. I'm just saying I would not hate them as like a legacy 2.0. Eventually, Big Show's eating that foot. So is Ric Flair. He's going to get kicked in the head too. But this weird stuff backstage, R-Truth bumps into Ric Flair and thinks he's Tazawa in disguise. Then Tazawa runs into them, and Orton sends him going the wrong way. What the hell is going on? I think that's just Randy Orton sort of, uh, you know, we've like I said, he treads the line between good guy, bad guy. Hey, maybe he just gets a kick out of seeing R-Truth, you know, run amok backstage with the bout. So I almost think that that's Randy Orton having his own kicks for himself, like providing his own entertainment. So I like that. Uh, yeah, I, I was very intrigued by this. I'll say that much. I was very intrigued because, one, why are you putting Randy Orton with this garbage? Tazawa is not garbage. The gimmick they gave him is garbage. But I was like, okay. And part of me was like, is he doing that so he can grab the 24-7 title instead? Like, And I was like, surely they're not going to do that. No, I, I I wonder if there's going to be a follow-up to this. Will there? I don't know. I kind of want there to be because R-Truth has good interactions with people. Although the thing is, I think when somebody wins the 24-7 title like a Randy Orton, then people stop going for it. I think that would be – like that kind of happened with Undertaker and the hardcore title. Like Undertaker won the hardcore title and people were like, not worth it. I don't think I want it. Like when somebody – like that wins it, I think it'll portray really well on TV. Like that, like oh, they don't even want to, they don't want to go to the trouble because they're gonna, they know how dangerous it is. Type. But of then thing. is that also like if you're looking at it in a whole different way, that reminds me of when Maria Canales had it and she was pregnant, and everyone yeah. was like, well, how are they gonna get it off of her? She's pregnant. Yeah, but this would be out of fear, not out of, I mean, not out of fear of getting fired. But uh, Cyclops is better than Wolverine. Says for a second, I thought he was reforming Legacy. I did too. And I hope we see more of them. Uh, the line drive said Garza needed to remove his pants after Orton. Orton never wears pants. I've never seen him wear a pair of pants on a wrestling show before. So, Oh, man. Billy Kay defeated Ruby Riot. This was not good, and it broke my heart because I like all these people. But they talked trash backstage, and Billy Kay beat Ruby's ass, capitalized off a of distraction. This was taped. So them going with that finish is weird to me, considering the fact that I know that they filmed Baron Corbin doing a spinebuster to Otis four times last month. They did four takes of that, but then they ran with this Billy Kay Urinagi spinebuster on Ruby Riot. It wasn't good, and I hate that because I, I, I like Billy Kay and I like Ruby Riot. Yeah, this wasn't good for anyone. I don't, the match wasn't good. Ruby Riot is just, it's been going down a downward spiral so i mean and it's funny too because even when she has those backstage segments like they're really funny i actually think they are those interactions that she has with the iconics i think work really well and then so then i start thinking okay well maybe they're going to do something different this time and then it just doesn't connect so yeah well if you're looking 
for yourself to no nah, I'm not I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I feel like it'd be in too too poor taste. And now I'm just left with suspense here. You, you are I left think with suspense. You just left everyone you know, with a big tease right now. I, I have made a promise to myself to be more Aware? More cautious? Mysterious? More suspenseful. Get it? Get it. I left you in suspense, Denise. Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Mr. And if you yeah. don't want to botch your spine buster, my friends at Blue Chew can help. You'll be busting spines all day and night with BlueChew.com code FIGHTFUL. It's made with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but they work on your schedule. They're ready when you are, and if you're not ready, they help get you ready. And I have said it time and time again, in this era, you need to avoid the doctor unless you're sick. So you can get this stuff prescribed online by a physician, sent straight to your door. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You you don't have to have everybody up in your business about what you're getting because, let's be real, you go there, you look at the judgy pharmacist. She goes, (laughs) she looks at you over her glasses, and she's like, Oh, you're male enhancement, huh? <laughs> and you don't have to have a problem to need Blue Chew. It's, it's for performance. It's for confidence. I mean, maybe it's been a while. Maybe you've been stuck in your house for months and months and months, and you're out getting that first little bit. First little bit. Blue Chew makes sure that you're ready. Use that code FIGHTFUL. Get your first shipment free and let them know that you heard about them from us when you go to Blue Chew on Twitter. By God. Asuka's backstage. She says after she beats Bailey, she's going to challenge the Golden Role Models to a tag title match next Monday. Now, Sasha accepts it, and Bailey is a little like, what? But Bailey's been offering up Sasha to fight all the time, so. You think this is Sasha like playing into that a little bit, or do you think Sasha really believes they're the best tag team that there is? I think it's more along the lines of maybe Sasha just sees it as, oh, she trusts me enough to take this match. That's the way I'm going to see it, but I know that later on it'll play a bigger role. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Uh, so we get this match. It's Asuka versus Bailey. And the thing that I love most about this is Nikki Cross is at commentary and security's like, you gotta go. You're on SmackDown. And she's like, no, no, no. I know them. And commentary is like, no, it's okay. She can stay. She can stay. I like that. You know how much I'm a stickler for the brand yeah. split. I want it to make sense. I don't like that brand to brand invitation shit. They have not mentioned it at all lately. And that makes me very happy. But as soon as she acted up, security kicked her out. But it gave her an excuse to be there, Denise. She wasn't just popping up. She had to get permission to be there. What did you think about seeing this? 
So first of all, Nikki Cross was absolutely hilarious in this role. Just because she would go from like very sweet and very lovable to like bash it crazy. She would just like lose it out of nowhere. So I actually like the play on her being in commentary. So and then afterwards, how it worked out for, at the end of the match, I thought was pretty funny because I, a part of me had even forgotten that she left. Like, I had forgotten. So the part where Bailey, like, freaks out and gets scared, it was like, oh, wait, like, who is that? And then when they pan to Nikki Cross, I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I love that. The, the action here was good. It was a really good match. Probably my favorite match of the night. Uh, Bailey trolls Asuka's dancing. They slug it out. Asuka hit Bailey with an insane back fist. Uh, Bailey yeah. ran her knee into Asuka outside the barricade. And then, as you said... Nikki Cross scared Bailey. Asuka applies the Asuka lock, gets the pin. Uh, this was a really good match. Kyrie stopped Sasha's interference. That was a little iffy, but otherwise, I really like this. I just I hate that there can't just be a clean win. It, I think it just should have went to Nikki Cross scaring Bailey and then her getting rolled up and beaten. I would have been fine with that, but I thought it was pretty good. I liked it a lot. I'm excited for next week, even though I think it's going to be a screwy finish again. Yeah, and you know what I am liking though is that they have been putting on a lot of uh, real, a lot of really big matches, I guess you can say, for the main event on Raw. So I think that has been helping out. Um, I I liked this match. I didn't like it as much as I enjoyed Oscar Charlotte, although it was still good. Um, I think my fa- some of my favorite parts, though, were was when Bailey started claiming that the reason why she was sort of losing was because she haven't she hadn't slept yet, and or she hadn't been sleeping. So I thought that was a really good touch. Um, when Bailey was mo- mocking Oscar, and then Oscar just like starts smacking her, I thought was great. Uh, when she gave the knee to Oscar, and she just like went straight forward towards the barricade, I thought. I thought it it sounded worse than it probably actually was, but it looked really cool. So there were some good moments, and I thought overall the, the what we just said, that the finish was really exciting. That was Monday Night Raw. A reminder, guys, we got a lot of stuff going on, and we, we've still got some Super Chats to get to, by the way. But listen, you girl, this Wednesday, The Distraction runs three podcasts a week. They play TEW. They do movie reviews. They do news. Lots of cool stuff there. Make sure you guys... Check that out as well. Uh, we've got tons of Fightful Select podcasts just like all week long. Subscribe to Fightful Select. That's the most direct way to support us. And I'm breaking news over there like every single day. I used to say, oh, we got a couple news bits a week. Every single day we've got something. We've got six weekly shows there. We've got Alex reviewing Raw and SmackDown. I do an NXT AEW review. Uh, if you want like 205 Live, NWA, Ring of Honor, BTE, uh, Steven Jensen covers that. And then I do a backstage report podcast every week with exclusive news. I do a Q&A show. It's a good time. Make sure you guys check that out. Uh, Azo Smith says, that backfist, Jesus Christ. That might be my favorite backfist since uh, Aja Kong in 95 against, I think it was Asperita or somebody like that on Raw. Uh, Colin Bartell says, recently subscribed to Select. I should have done it sooner. All you guys are awesome. Thank you guys so much. Like it's it's gone beyond my expectations and it's really helped us out. We're working on integrating that into fightful.com that way we don't do Patreon anymore. We'll be able to do free trials and stuff like that, but we're still a ways away. So if that's held you up from subscribing, go ahead and do it. Joe Hansen said, "Ever seen SNL's What is Burn Notice?" I haven't actually. I will check it out though. 
Anakin JMT says SVU was never the same after Stabler left, but OG Law and Order ruled. Did you ever watch the regular Law and Order? No, I never did. I prefer SVU. Stabler's coming back though. The Line Drive says I got into White Collar and Royal Pains off of Raw. If you haven't watched it, Sean, check them out. I might do that. The thing is though, I've become a TV snob. Like, I don't really like a lot of cable drama series anymore. Uh, Right now, I think my two favorite that are going are Ozark and Dead to Me. Have you watched either one of those? Oh, my God. Okay, so you're going to hate me, but I hate Ozark. I thought it was so freaking boring. I had to watch the whole season, and you're going to get mad. I got to cover the show and interview the cast. That's why I watched the show, and I just wasn't a fan. I never got into it. I was so bored. Jason Bateman is my favorite actor. Have you watched Dead to Me? Yeah, Dead to Me, I love, okay? Dead to Me, I did like, and I just finished, and I will say this, Amazon has some of the best shows out there right now. They are so underrated along with Hulu, and I just finished watching Hannah, which I thought was really good. Okay, I I watched Goliath, and I liked Sneaky Pete a lot on on Amazon Prime. Goliath is Billy Bob Thornton as a smart-ass lawyer, which he was born to play that role. Dead to Me... I think Dead to Me has the best character development maybe of any television show I've ever watched, and that includes Breaking Bad. I'm not saying it's a better show than Breaking Bad, but if you watch the first season, Denise, they developed a character who you never saw on the show, and they made you like him, hate him, feel a lot of different things about a person who you will never see, and that's something very, very unique. And Christina Applegate, I mean, good God, I grew oh, up. she's great. Grew up watching Christina Applegate on on different shows. Vin you should Flew- watch Upload on Amazon. Okay, I'll check that out. Um, Vin Flu says, Sean Ross, you need some gummies. I don't know what the hell that means. Like you, vitamin gummies. Uh, maybe you mean like edibles or something. I, I don't do that. I only use uh, stuff like that to get to sleep. Chris DeZuba says, Shari, I brought up T-Swift on the belt, Sean. And he also says, Denise, thank you for bringing class to the stream. Oh, thanks. Avery Dunn says, <laughs> sorry, Denise, Kanye stan for, 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 for life. Oh, Actually. don't even get me started on Kanye, please. Actually. I'm not even going to get into that. Oh, Actually. don't you dare. I will quit right now, SRS. <laughs> I, I, will, I, will, I will walk out. I will finish <laughs> podcast i'll just close my laptop and move on with my life college dropout is one of the best albums of all time oh please it's amazing it is i wasn't i wasn't much on late registration but college dropout my dark twisted fantasy uh graduation i think are some of the greatest uh Greatest albums ever. Don't worry. Don't worry. For Christmas, I'm sending you every single Taylor Swift album. Okay. I, I, All you know of what? Them. I have put it on record. Style is my favorite Taylor Swift song. I think that is a, a fantastic song. And I don't hate her music. I even went as far as to ask Jeremy in November. I was like, hey, Jeremy. We were in a vehicle. And I asked him this in person. I said, Jeremy, you know, I know that she's got to re-record a lot of her material. November. But a, a lot of her material has like an accent to it and is a yeah. little bit different. Will she do it that way or will she do it in a new version? Because quite frankly, as I can tell, you're going to eat it up probably no matter what, right? Yes. Exactly. So maybe her fans would be like, 
Sweet, a new version, and I know she does that at her live shows. She does like pop versions. See, I know like, things. She Denise. does like cross genre and stuff like that, so it's pretty cool. Well, that's what a lot of people are talking about. It's part of the fandom. People want to know how her yeah. her matured vocals are going to sound for her previous songs. Yeah, and I, I, hey, I'm interested to see. Hannah Moore says, "Okay, Taylor is first. Mariah is third. Who's second? Kelly Clarkson. It's my girl. All right. Oh, oh I was gonna say, were you gonna hate on Kelly? No, 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 no. She's all right. Who do you think my number one pop singer is? Of all oh my time? God, I don't know. Britney Spears. No. Madonna. Christina Aguilera. No, is someone recent? It's Sia. I love really? Sia. I think Sia is fantastic." I, I like my two songs. I think she's one of the, the greatest musicians of our generation. I really do. Uh, Rafael Garcia says, Kanye doesn't wist, exist after my dark and twisted fantasy. Doesn't exist, period. I, you know what? I'd be okay with that. There there are some songs that I really like off his newer albums. He The hooks are still pretty good, but a lot of his songs are just not great anymore. Avery Dunn says, Denise hates Ozark and Heath's promo? I don't feel like a heel for loving Kanye anymore. Anyway, love select and the free pods, my only must listens. Hey, I appreciate that. Uh, Hannah says, Sean is a Sia stan. I am. I I like the LSD group, too. I think they're really good. Are you a a Lady Gaga fan? I do like Lady Gaga. I like a lot of her earlier stuff. I don't necessarily like everything else. Dana Greer says Katy Perry all day. So my wife's best friend lived with us for a little while and loved Katy Perry. And to be nice to her, because I'm a nice guy, I watched with them a Katy Perry documentary. The movie that she did? The one where she breaks up with with Russell Brand? I don't know, but it was it was ridiculous. It's like it was framed in like a documentary, like, how did this amazingly talented, beautiful, well-off, talented woman overcome all this stuff and become a star? I'm like, ah, I don't know. Maybe because she's really talented and looks like a million bucks. That's how. Evan Wright I'm- says, Sia has the meanest bowl cut I've ever seen. Did you ever have a bowl cut, Denise? No, but I had the Angus haircut. Do you remember Angus the movie? No. Is that a bowl cut? Okay, so if you Google Angus the movie, it was like this fat little kid, and he has like the bangs here and the hair like that. I had the Angus haircut, and my mom, she just really messed up my hair, man. She had the crooked bangs and the crooked pigtails. That's that's close. That's close. That is close. I just didn't think you would know what that is. Well, Um, I watched the movie as a kid, so. We had a couple of... Ruby Riot Super Chats. Evan Wright says Riot and Avalon are twins in their record show. And uh, Patel Ron Six says, is Ruby trying to break Deanna Perrazzo's 0-20? I asked her about that once. Did you ever see that, the interview clip I did with her? Yeah, I did, actually. (laughs) She was a good sport about it. I was like, do you want to hear something that will make you sad? And she was like, oh, that I'm (laughs) 0-20? I was like, yeah. I was like, ah, okay. Shady Hiley T says, number one, Halsey, two, Sia, three, Lord, four, Adele, Swift equals shit. Who was number one again? Halsey. I listened to her last album because I'm a Halsey fan and I didn't like it. Okay. So that's just my consensus. And I, I, I like her as a person. 
But Taylor Swift is queen. <laughs> and Anakin says, hot take for Denise. Reputation was a crappy album, but 1989 ruled. You look amazed. You I'm look sorry. Amazed. Well, guys. But there is only one album that is framed here, and it's freaking Reputation is oh. the number one album. Oh. Um, just that's all I'm going to say. I'm about to hang up my banner. Rob Wilkins sent me a, a Cincinnati Reds wool banner for my office. I'm very excited. Big thank you to him for that. Guys, it is it has been a pleasure. Uh, stay up and keep it up. Says if we get 1,000 Fightful Select subscribers, Sean has to do a Goldberg entrance. And Jimmy and Denise and Warren will be security. They are all over the map. We're talking I, – I, I don't know what province Warren lives in, honestly. Let me look, but I don't think so. I don't know where the hell he is, but Jimmy <laughs> is in Toronto. I am in Kentucky. She is in L.A. Maybe if we're all in the same place, sure, but how about this one, guys? For the 750 subscribers, the thing was Jeremy and Alex were going to sing Judas, and that is coming very soon. So, I mean, I'm telling you, if you all subscribe to Fightful Select, I will have to do something stupid at 1,000. That will be for sure. Anakin, Ooh, a tour of Kentucky. Oh, f- that's about <laughs> 20 seconds. So Anakin JMT wraps us up on the Super Chats by saying, name one good song from Reputation, Denise. I get the feeling she's about oh, to name please. 10. please. Ready for it. Endgame. Uh, uh, I'm Jurassic. Uh, this is why we can't have nice things. Are you kidding me? Every single song on the album, Getaway Car. I, I, just stop the whole album. Denise, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo, where you can find plenty of videos. And don't watch the ones where I'm burying Kanye. Actually watch them because I literally lose it. So if you want to see me really get pissed and, like, rant, you can watch those videos. Um, but YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I'm trying to get to 50K by the end of the year, which Social Blade doesn't think is going to happen until a year Ooh. and six months. But I'm going to try to beat Social Blade. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. I am trying to get to 100K by tomorrow we are only <laughs> 73,000 away. Get us there, guys. You all should all be subscribing. We, I'm going to start posting news videos daily, probably. Uh, I'll probably do like 10-minute news videos, something like that. But make sure you guys subscribe to Fightful Select. Anakin JMT says, there are none on that album. Avery Dunn, oh, God. Bro, what's up with this? Why do people hate reputation? Ooh, so Avery Dunn has an interesting one. What's Avery Dunn? There's no way I can get this happen. He says, if we get to 1,000 select subscribers, can we get Denise rapping a Kanye song? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Here's the thing. Jimmy sweetens the pot for people. I'd rather eat oranges and sniff my fingers, all right? I'd rather be, like, sniffing my orange fingers, but I refuse to sing Kanye. I do not support Kanye West whatsoever. Oh, God. I would rather do anything else. I don't know. Who else do I not like? Say it happening. I'd rather move from Los Angeles. Damn. And I love Los Angeles. Here's the thing. When Jimmy finds out how much you don't want to do it, no. he's, he's going to try to pay you to do it. That's Jimmy. Bro, I'm going to have to ghost everyone now. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to no. avoid everybody. Guys, thank you all so much. Until next time, we're out.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.